Have you ever heard someone say God made a mistake when someone dies uh, unexpectedly or tragically as we see it? Have you ever heard somebody say that? Have you ever felt that way yourself? Well, the question is, is this thought process true to to say that God made a mistake? Um, is it even possible that somehow God made a mistake in this regard? That's that's the question. Um, so I want to muse over that thought process just for a second today to see if we can actually take a biblical look at whether or not it's possible God actually made a mistake in the regard of people dying. So firstly, let's consider the cause of death. Generally speaking, not talking about uh, a sickness or, you know, violence, anything like that, but just what causes death. Now, hopefully this isn't new to you. Actually, it doesn't matter whether it's new to you or not, this understanding. But the Bible actually does explain what the cause of death is when anybody dies, everybody dies, the Bible explains what the cause of death is. So now this is one you want to remember. This is a beneficial scripture to know because it explains something so important. So go to Romans chapter six and 23. And this gives a very just a period period type of view of the cause of death ever. Uh, from the very first death, this was the cause. So Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So that first part, the second is great. That's why you might as well read the whole thing. But that first part, the wages of sin is death. The price paid for sin is death. And really, it, it speaks for itself. I, I really see no need to go into it a lot deeper than that as far as explanation goes. Why do we die because of sin? Why has anyone ever died? Uh, regardless of the cause of death, why has anyone ever died? The answer is the same, sin. Um, type doesn't matter, anything like that. People die because of sin. Um, as the Bible also tells us that we suffer from the same penalty of Adam, even though we didn't do the same sin necessarily. But the wages don't change. The wages of sin is death. When you sin, you will die. And it's in the world. So it's going to happen to everyone, 
whether they sinned or not. So that's an important thing to say. This does not mean that somebody dies because of something they did. It's just sin is in the world. So it's not that this person died because they were committing a sin and had to die because of it. Of course, that does happen. If a person is robbing a store and gets shot by the store owner and dies, yeah, they died because of their sin. So that does happen. There are many things like that. Um, when people commit fornications and get a disease and die from that disease, again, they, they die because of sin. But not everybody does. So that's the thing. This doesn't mean that death comes because you just sinned and that sin is what took you out. It doesn't mean that. Um, but what it does mean is even stronger because it means that any one of us can die at any moment because of the corruption of sin. So once again, I think you're going to see where my thought process goes as I muse about this thought process. Do people die before their time? Well, anybody can sin at any moment or anybody can die at any moment because of sin. Sin is in the flesh. Sin is in the world. It has corrupted us. You will die from it and it could be at any time. I mean, that's the truth. It could be at any time. There is no uh, guarantee to how much time you have. Nobody is promised any amount of time. Okay, so death is in the world because of sin and this corrupted flesh will be subject to it at one point or another. Uh, unless Christ come and take us away, we all will see death in this flesh because of the corruption of sin. So honestly, to me, whenever you're in this conversation or are having this thought process in your own mind, just remember that death is in the world because of sin. We all have to taste it. Christ conquered it so we don't have to fear it, but we all have to taste it. That's the first thing to remember. That's the first thing to remember. Death is going to happen and there is no guarantee about when it will happen. So already. Uh, that thought process that do people die before their time? Well, it, once they're alive, there is no time. Once you're born, you're going to die. And nowhere does the Bible say, you know, you're going to have 20 years or 10 or 100. Nowhere. Because of the corruption of sin, people die. But let's let's go on to another another thought about Okay, I get that. Maybe you say, I understand people die. I understand they die because of sin. But isn't it possible that it still happened too soon? So let's let's go to the next scripture and um, see if we can make sense out of the whole thought process, the whole question, uh, so that it does make sense to us from a biblical point of view. So Hebrews chapter 9, 27 says this. It says, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this judgment, so Christ was all for once to bear the sins of many. I mean, right to the good news, Christ paid the price so we don't have to fear sin. I mean, that's the awesome thing. Christ paid the price so you don't have to be afraid of sin. But look at what it says in 27. It's appointed for men to die once, not just men and not women, 
people. People are going to die one time. Okay, so there goes your uh, thought of, um, what do they call it, uh, reincarnation. Well, that does away with that. It's appointed for men to die once. This is if you regard God, believe the Bible. It's appointed for men to die one time. So now let's look at what that means and what it doesn't mean. There are two ways to look at it. One way to look at it is there's a set time and date. Okay, so you look at that word appointment, and if you read it that way, what you'll leave thinking is there is, you know, on June 15th, 20, whatever, you're going to die. Okay, because there's an appointment that has been made. It's unavoidable. That's when you're going to die. Um, I don't think it means that necessarily, but I'll get back to that thought. To me, what makes more sense is it's simply saying everyone has an appointment with death at some point because of sin. So I don't think it's necessarily saying, yeah, you have an appointment, you know, like death, you know, the death monster or whatever is going to knock on your door at this time of your appointment. Um, to me, it more means it's going to happen to everybody. Everybody's going to die once and then be judged. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. What a strong sacrifice. How awesome is Christ? But that's what I see as saying. There is an appointment. However, back to that first thought process, it's still true. Okay, it's still true from the point of view that God knows everything um, and has already seen it. God doesn't live in the past or the future. He sees everything is now. So from that point of view, yeah, he knows when it's going to happen. So, so with that thought process, I mean, you got to ask the question, is it possible for God to be ignorant of when these appointments will be filled? I mean, that's the next thought. I mean, because that's what we have to say to believe that God somehow made a mistake in this person's death, child, tragedy, important person, you know, whatever. Because sometimes we look at it, this person was so impactful, how could they die? So is it possible, knowing that everybody is appointed to die, it's going to happen, and uh, in that God knowing everything, is it possible for God to be ignorant of when these appointments will occur? Is it possible that God, who doesn't live in the past or the future, has no clue when someone's death is going to occur? Because to believe he made a mistake, you have to believe that. You have to believe that there are things that God does not know and therefore was not able to prevent. That's the truth of it. If you take it out of, oh, this is just conversation, that's what you have to believe. Things happen that God can't control and doesn't know about. The question is, is that what you believe about God? That's the honest question. If you believe that um, things are happening out of time or God should have been involved in, you're believing that he is out of control due to lack of knowledge. So I believe we have biblical reasons to not believe that thought process or to believe that God knows everything. And they're really a bunch because it's kind of a general thought process. God knows everything. Generally speaking, those who believe in God believe that, that God knows as God. 
And again, the reason for this is God does not exist within time. He's on the other side of time. So past, future and present mean nothing to God. So how could something happen without his knowledge if that's true? But just let's look at some scripture. Let's go to a prophet, Isaiah. Uh, prophets are good for this because prophets heard from God directly. We can trust this through scripture. Um, so let's look at Isaiah for a good one and the 46th chapter. Just a couple verses. I'll read nine. Remember the former things of old, for I am God. So we know who's speaking. Um, and there is no other. I am God. And there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning. So mentally highlight that. Because if you can declare the end from the beginning, that means you you got to know it. You have to have seen it already to know the end from the beginning and being able to declare it 100 percent accurately means, you know, everything. How did the prophets do what they did? Because God, by his spirit, told them stuff. That's it. They weren't special. They were ordinary people. Simply God spoke through them. So the wisdom did not come from the prophet. It came from God. That's why it's so odd or weird when people try to worship prophets or treat them. Spe I mean, this the information from true prophets, not the fake people, but from true prophets simply came from God. And that's how, you know, a false prophet, as it says in Deuteronomy, if what they say doesn't come to pass, they're clearly not hearing from God, unless you believe in that God who makes mistakes and doesn't know everything. But the true prophets hear from God, and that's how they know what's going to happen tomorrow or in 2000 years. So he says in verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and I would do all my pleasure. That's God. That's God. Does something happen with God not knowing? How could it? And I mean, we look at the, the New Testament and all the scriptures that speak of God's foreknowledge, predestination, those things that let us know God knows exactly what's going on from before the foundation of the world. So this also is not new to him exactly what's going to happen. You can't fake God out. You can't fake left and go right and expect God not to be standing there. Why would death and life be any different? We know in Mark, I know there's a scripture that speaks of nothing being hid from God or nothing being hid that won't be revealed. God sees it all. And just in that, we can say we know that nothing happens outside the realm of God's knowledge and understanding. And, and even in, in Hebrews, it speaks about the end being known from the beginning. Nothing happens outside of God's understanding. Nothing does. Now, that should be a comfort to us, um, that being true which it is nothing happens outside of God's understanding. So just continuing with the thought process of the musing, did God make a mistake? Did God not know this was going to happen? Now, this is an important thought. This is an important thought because it has a lot to do with how we as the saints react to tragedy as a light in the world. How do we react? to glorify God, to help somebody else who needs to be comforted when something goes on in the world, whatever happens, whether it happens in life or death, whatever it is, 
do we trust God or not? Do we trust God to know all things or not? Or do we blame him? Which What do we do? So with this thought, just thinking about it and looking at it from a biblical perspective, do people die before their time from God's point of view? Okay, now this is not to say that if that hadn't happened, this person would have lived longer, okay? Car accident, a child dies. If so-and-so hadn't gone that place that day, would the child have lived? I mean, you could have those conversations if you want. To me, they're useless because it didn't happen. And here's the thing. God didn't make a mistake. He knew it was going to happen. I take comfort in that. I think we all should. Those who trust God, I believe we should take comfort in that. Now, the philosophical discussion, leave me out of that. I'm not going to have those conversations with someone. You know, if, if you had only this or that, how does it even help? You know, now you blame this person, you blame yourself, you can't stop thinking about how it could have been averted. I don't see how that helps. If I were you, I wouldn't get involved in those conversations. Um, if something like that going on, maybe you need to comfort or even speak God's truth. God was not taken unawares, guaranteed. So that type of speech definitely shouldn't be in the mouth of the saints, but we should also take that stand for God's sake. No, God did not make a mistake. He knew this was going to happen, and he even prepared all of us for it by sending Christ. Hey, you don't have to fear death if you accept Christ. Then whenever it comes, hey, so what? This life is done. It had to end at some point anyway because of sin, and now I just have a new life. Nothing happens outside of God's understanding. And, and there's another thought process. I'm just kind of thinking of some scripture. And one comes to me in uh, Hebrews chapter two. And it talks about the who holds the power over death. And to me, again, if you trust God, this is a comforting thing. But if you read verse 14, in as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same. This is Christ, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. The key word there for me is had, not has, but had. The power of death, that is the devil. And Christ was able to release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. As the saints, we need not be subject to that same bondage, the fear of death, right? Live like you're crazy. Live like it's your only life because you fear death. Now, some may say I do that because I don't fear death. That's not the truth. People live like that because they do fear death. This life is going to end, so I'm going to exploit it as much as possible because I got to die at some point. But Christ released us from that by destroying him who had the power over death. The devil no longer has the power over death, so I don't have to fear it. I also know that it's not something just wielded by a maniac. The devil no longer has the power over death. It still occurs because of sin, we have to die. But what that should tell us is let's focus on Christ that much more because we have no guaranteed amount of time in this place. Okay, so Christ is the conqueror of life and death, and therefore the power is in his hands. There's no mistake there. There's no accident there. 
Um, do, does untimely death because occur because of things we do? Absolutely. But how do we blame God? This is what I've began to do when you look at tragedy or untimely death. Blame the right culprit, sin. Hate sin because of it. We all will die and we will be for that same reason Romans 6.23 says, sin. Hate sin. Hate sin, loathe sin, stay away from sin. That's the villain. The thought process that God, God somehow <laughs> mistakenly Allow, overlook something, he took a nap, and this person died, and it's his fault, is unbelievable. I mean, it's absolutely an unbelievable thought process to hold to that. God made a mistake when he let this person die. Though we know everyone dies, nothing is guaranteed, life is a vapor, seek Christ. This is what scripture tells us. This is what we see. You don't even have to believe in God to know everybody dies. You don't even have to believe in God to know that anybody can die at any minute from a million different ways. So as the saints, we don't take courage because God won't let me die when I do dumb stuff or dangerous stuff or just crawl, whatever, drive to work. No, our faith is that Christ has overcome death and so have I. That's the faith of the saints. Not that watch me do this and God is going to, you know, make sure I don't die. No, that's, that's not the faith. The faith is it doesn't matter. I know I have to die, but I've accepted Christ and therefore death has no power over me. There's no sting in death. There's no victory in the grave. It has no power over me. That's the hope of the saint. That's the hope of the one who has put their trust in Christ. Not that we won't die in this life. Everybody's going to die in this life, and there is no guarantee when it's going to occur. There is an appointed time that God knows. God knew exactly when that person was going to die and how. God knew this. He wasn't surprised, nothing like he absolutely knew and made provision for death through Christ. Do people die before their time? No, not from God's point of view because he knew it was going to happen. From your point of view, sure. From our point of view as humans, powerless humans, sure. But from God's point of view there, we can say God made a mistake. Absolutely not. So from that, I mean, we kind of say musing, can we conclude anything from this? I would say firstly to suggest God made a mistake is bordering on foolishness and blasphemy. In my opinion, God doesn't kill people. Okay. We die because of sin and corruption. Everyone will die and no one is guaranteed a certain amount of time. That's the first thing I conclude. It's a very dangerous thing to say, oh, God messed up. Because if he can mess up with people living or dying, what else can he mess up in? That should be a scary thought. How, that shouldn't comfort you. It should comfort you that he knows everything. How scary would it be if God can make mistakes? It's foolish and borderline blasphemous to blame God for whatever. Sin is the culprit. Corruption is the reason. Everyone dies because of this with no guarantees about how long that will happen. How come this person got to live that long? But that when life was taken so short because of sin, bottom line. So in all honesty, I mean, this is why as the saints, we ought to focus on what matters and why we're here. And at the same time, we ought to 
be a light in the world and show people to do the same thing. I mean, that's definitely amusing that I'm, I'm going to do is what we're really here for, what we're not here for, because I know so many people are confused about that. Why are we here? And I think knowing the truth helps with things like this when something tragically dies, whatever it may be. I think these thought processes do help. What am I here for in the first place? And why am I not here? That way I'm not destroyed when something happens in this life. But back to the point, uh, conclusion, God does not cause people to die while at the same time he knows when they will. Take courage in that. It didn't come accidentally. He knew he was prepared. Christ said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. You're not going to be here forever. He didn't mean you to stay here forever. So whether it was 20 or 200 years, I mean, it makes no difference. Knowing that there's no mistake and no accident in his eyes doesn't mean people don't die in accidents, tragically. But no, it was not a mistake in God's eyes. He knew it was going to happen. Why did he let it happen? Maybe that's a different conversation. To me, the wages of sin is death. People die because of sin. He made provision that you would have life forever. So the whole process of why did God let it happen? Why does he let us live here another day after we saved? But that goes back to why are we here? Because there is reason for that. There is an understanding to that. But if we really have faith, isn't that a better question? Not why did he let them die? Why are we even here? If we are a part of his kingdom, why doesn't he just take us as soon as we accept Christ to our, new, to our real homes? But there's reason for that. So that's not really the point of this musing. We'll talk about that another time. What we're talking about is do people die before they die? They die exactly when they were going to die. That's why I say those philosophical conversations are useless. If I hadn't done this, or if you hadn't done that, that person would still be here. It already happened in the existence. As God knows, it already happened. He's already seen it. I'm 100%. You were going to go there. Uh, whatever happens. I don't want to list tragedies, but it was going to happen. Nothing different was going to occur. It was going to happen. How it happened, when it happened. So again, to us... Absolutely, you can have that thought process that was untimely, tragic, and accident. But take comfort, I say, in knowing that it didn't take God by surprise. He knew and had a reason um, for whatever he allowed a part of his plan. Now, with that, you got to be careful saying that because some of it is just the world is sinful and corrupt. Wicked things happen. This is not our home. We're not supposed to love it. So I'm not going to say um, he has some super plan as far as this tragedy went as much as the world is corrupt. Things are going to happen. Rain will fall. Storms will come. People will get sick. People will die in accidents on purpose. Naturally, people are going to die. He's not surprised by it. And no, he didn't make a mistake. So I say in this knowledge, I would conclude this way. In this knowledge, let's remember who to blame. Sin, the real culprit, the real cause. Sin is the reason for death. In that, I think there's hope. If somebody's saved, it doesn't even matter when they go. doesn't even matter if they're saved. Um, but yeah, look at it that way. I know who to blame when death occurs. Sin, me as a human. And I know who saved me from it 
is Jesus Christ. Now, I say me as a human because sin came in the world or death came uh, through sin because of Adam. So Adam and sin equals death. It's like an adulterous relationship when you can say death is the bastard child of Adam and sin. Adam, sin, death was born. That's the culprit. Us and sin created death. God did not do this. So to ever blame God for death is absolutely foolish. I'm an ignorant in the point that there needs to be some teaching going on with that individual. But yeah, blame sin, blame the real culprit, not God. But it again, you have to end with the most important part, though. If somebody is saved, it makes no difference when they leave here. They're going home for eternity to their real life. I look at life like this. Um, obviously I like books. I like writing. Um, I look at this life as a prelude to real life. This isn't even, this isn't chapter one. This is the prelude. This simply sets up who you're going to be in your real life. That's all this does. This sets up who you're going to be for eternity in the kingdom of God or wherever you may be. This sets it up. This is the prelude. This is the introduction to your real life. Let's focus on that. But again, uh, I do, as I'm going through this, there's a lot more to say about why we're here, but we'll talk about that in another musing.